Hello, good day. Hello. I am, I'm Champ, Champenstein. I am Heather Hadfield. And it's Talk Comics to me. We're, <clears throat> we're a team. Wednesday, October 17th. I think it is the 16th. Fuck. Only, only day off. Not yeah, bad. Only day off. Not months. 2019. I, did, <laughs> I got the year right. It That's is 158, 56. My glasses are not correct. 56. 56. 156 p.m. I don't even know why I wear my glasses. They don't even work that well. <laughs> Probably because you need them. Yeah. Okay, so we're oh, here to yeah. talk about comics. Let's do this when we're sorry. Okay. So, yeah, you go first. Talking yes. comics. Okay. So I have uh, Midnight Sky. This is the second issue in a... I can't remember if this is limited or ongoing. Either way, it's the second issue. Um, this is follows like a family during post-apocalyptic times i had mentioned it before except like normal post-apocalyptic times uh it's aliens instead of like zombies and stuff like that so the main character is this woman she has these two kids who were born by an alien (laughs) but she discovers like as the apocalypse is starting but this issue kind of goes back and explains like where she was when things started happening and how she discovered that her husband was an alien um, <clears throat> and her kids are fucked up. They have some issues. They're aliens. They right? they are aliens, but they're like two different kinds of aliens. So like the boy is just like the regular shape shifting kind of alien, where when you shine a certain kind of light on him, you can see that he's an alien. Whereas the daughter, um, I I'm not sure what is wrong with her exactly, but her blood can kill him. So boy, yeah. So they have to be very careful. Like, if she cuts herself, she can't be near him because her blood can, like, disintegrate him. Huh. It's pretty fucking wild. But it goes into the explanation of, like, how that happened, Um, you know, how this whole thing actually kind of started. It just barely touches on that um, and kind of goes into more, like, the group of people that they're staying with, how they react to finding out that she is harboring aliens, which caused this whole end of the world, essentially. So... it's a it's a pretty interesting story um interesting enough that it like keeps me wanting to read it yeah um but i mean it's a very basic post-apocalyptic story so i don't know it's midnight sky (laughs) all right so i have uh something is killing the children this is issue number two this book is really, really entertaining. I like it a lot. So this just kind of continues the idea of the young boy who watched his friends be killed by a monster. He's one of the suspects in their murder, and he has teamed up with a a monster hunter. Is that her? Yeah. She's the monster hunter? She's the monster. Okay. Mon- monster hunter. The muncher. <laughs> uh, and so this kind of, like, shows one of the victim's families and how that kind of has affected him, and they they kind of end up in the restaurant that he works at and they have that sort of interaction when some the waitress is like, hey, you know who that kid is? It's a suspect in these murders. And then he's just like, you guys are doing shady shit. Get the fuck out. And it's, uh, it's entertaining. But no, I really, I really love it. I love like the creepiness of it, even though you kind of have the idea of what's going on, but not 100%. So I fucking love it. Is it set in like modern times? Like it would be, today yeah i would say so for sure for sure in this world because like they're they're essentially like they have a dinner at like applebee's okay 
So, and she's like, he's like, why are we at this Applebee's? And she's like, because nobody fucking goes to Applebee's, basically. Sorry. And they have big tables. So. Anytime someone talks about Applebee's, I just think of, like, Talladega Nights and how anytime they get together as a family, they always end up at Applebee's. <laughs> that cracks me up. Who does that? Okay. Nobody. That's why they're yeah, going to Applebee's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a safe place. Uh, if you ever want to get together with a group of monster hunters, just go to Applebee's because no one will suspect you because no one goes there. Uh, okay, your turn. Okay. So um, I have this uh, cult classic creature feature. Um, I feel like this was a series before, like, the cult classic. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like they put out, like, different kinds of series. But this one is, uh, dollar marks are cool, apparently. Boomer dad's got... I mean... I'm a boomer dad. I No, I'm not. But I was I, like, how dare you get out of my house? <laughs> this isn't even my house. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, so cult classic, I'm pretty sure they put out, like, different series, um... I want to say every year because I feel like the last one that they put out, Bombover was really into. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this one's called Creature Feature. I'm not sure how many issues it's going to be. I would assume probably five if it's... Oh, yeah, it uh, was because that was the one written by Donny Cates. Right, right. <laughs> um, so this particular story is uh, about a group of kids. They're like at a sleepover and the the main ringleader of the group is this horrible little blonde girl who's just mean... Um, I think she had, like, a bad childhood, probably. That's what it seems like. She has, like, bad, neglectful parents. Anyway, um, so at the sleepover, they're, like, messing with the Ouija board and stuff, and it's not quite doing what they want it to. Don't fuck with Obviously, Ouija yeah. Boards. So they're like, oh, let's go somewhere else. So they end up going to this, like... Of course. Yeah. They go to this, the woods or whatever, um, and there they see, like, a, a meteor kind of going towards the ground and they're of course like oh let's go investigate um there ends up being like these weird slug monsters it it turns into like this like 70s sci-fi like horror movie yeah it's i actually really really enjoyed this uh because the slugs are obviously alien and they're gonna take over the world so this kind of like kickstarts that beginning where you see this group of kids, which I love that it's kids that are getting like killed by this shit because normally you see like adults, but like these kids, they're they're like middle schoolers. And it's like, yeah, murder these middle Yeah, schoolers. but it makes sense because, you know, like middle schoolers are like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. And so they go down to do whatever they want and they get fucked up for it. How many middle schoolers do you know? We're not... <laughs> not going to get into it right now, but I was a middle schooler at one point, so I know... Um, but yeah, it's, I feel like it's going to turn into like a a sci-fi bug movie and I'm like really excited about it. Um, the art for it is pretty cool. Um, it's pretty gross, which I just absolutely loved. And I want to show you this page, but I'm not going to because it's a huge spoiler. But if you love, I don't know, the fly, the blob, slugs, any of those kind of movies, I would suggest reading this because it fits right in. Yeah. I watched that movie a few nights ago. It's awful, but also really good. That's all. Uh, okay. So then I have History of the Marvel Universe, issue number four. I did it. I did it right. You did it. I did it without looking. I had to look afterwards, oh, though. <laughs> anyway, this uh, covers a lot of ground. It goes over a bunch of mutant stuff, uh, Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, Pym, Hank Pym, like, 
or Henry Pym, sorry, like slapping his wife and getting a divorce. Is it not Hank? I thought it was Hank. Well, it... Is it Henry? That's what I'm just going by there. Dave DeMarco, we need you. Oh, Henry, okay. Yeah, I don't pay attention, clearly. I mean, who knows? It goes over New Mutants, uh, just like, seriously, just a he bunch of He looks like stuff. he told a really naughty joke, and he's like waiting for a reaction. <laughs> With the venom tongue? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to venom tongue it. <laughs> uh, talks about West Coast Avengers, the power pack. Seriously, this just, like, goes over everything you can think of. I have not had a chance to read the annotations yet, though I just love that it's full of just, like, things. Just full of full of knowledge, like, in a little bite-sized bit. In, like, comic book form. Yeah, in, like, comic book form. Okay. Thanks for giving me all this information. I needed it. Though I'll never remember it. <laughs> Write it down. Then have it's, you, then it's just you... a comic book. <laughs> Have your own little notebook full of comic book annotation annotations. <clears throat> I'll just scan in the back of this and put it into like a tiny notebook for me to just like, hold on, I'm going to pop this open real fast. Anytime you need to pull out your facts, like, hold on, I'm going to just pull out my tiny little <laughs> Like got there. a magnifying glass. <laughs> you could be a detective. Like, I always thought. <laughs> I'm just the detective of detecting the annotations yeah. I've left. Yes, those are annotations. <laughs> All right, get, let's get the hell on. Okay, sorry. I'm feeling much better this week, I'm, if you can tell. <laughs> um, so we both got Gideon Falls. This is issue number 17. 17. Um, as with the last, I don't know, five issues, I kind of have no idea what's going on still. Um, as always, I feel like I have a vague idea of what's going on. So please explain it to me. <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I, I don't know how the best to explain this to you. I just feel like... Like I said, there's time travel going on. Obviously, when this guy got knocked out, the dad, the laughing man infested him. Because remember the big old, like, bug in the last issue? Yes, I remember that because that page was sick. Yeah, that page was really awesome. So that, like, infected him. But I'm not sure, like, it's something to do, obviously, with the Black Barn. There's, yeah, I just... The bishop is has like a big hand in this and putting people like in different places. Right. And obviously he's trying to keep the laughing man or the smiling man, whatever the fuck you want to call him, out of the real world. And I suppose like how this ends is how like a lot of Gideon Falls has like happened in the past, like a lot of the murders and stuff. This is one of those books where like I'm reading it and I'm understanding the words, but I feel like it's too smart for me. Like, I feel too dumb. And I know that's not the case because I know, like, if I actually just sat and, you know, thought about it, like, yeah. I would understand what was going on. But it's always, like, whenever I finish this, I'm like, hmm, what did I just read every yeah. single time? And it it's very frustrating because I know I'm smart. <laughs> yes, you are smart. I wouldn't say that you are not smart. I just would say there's, like, a lot of moving pieces. And yeah. I feel like... Like, we both said, like, going back and... Sorry, I'm just adjusting this no, stupid fine. thing. Because it's almost like there's three stories in one, and you have to figure out, like, where one ends and one begins. Yeah. And that's what confuses me, because time travel is confusing. Yeah, no, it, it really is. And then there's this added level of just, like, this outside source of, like, evil mm-hmm. infecting, like, every bit of time there there is. Right. 
Yeah. It's still really good. Um, it's like, again, I don't, sometimes I don't really know what's going on, but I do want to keep reading it because it is interesting. And I like trying to solve this puzzle. Yeah. Like yeah. that puzzle piece, it should fit over here, but it doesn't. <laughs> Just exactly like the book itself. Like yes. The pieces just don't quite fit together. That's, that's good. Andrea Sorrentino did a fantastic job yeah. summing that up with just the cover. <laughs> but yeah, this is something I definitely would suggest, especially if you want like a mind fuck a little bit and just like a slight like, if you want to be confused, it's always good to be confused, I think. It is, especially because this is the type of story also where... You know, for a few issues, you are going to be really confused, but that's the setup. Because when it finally comes together, you're like, oh, my God. Okay, that's why this happened back then, and now it's all making sense. Yeah. So if you want to read a smart comic, <laughs> Gideon Falls. It has some horror aspects, so mm-hmm. be prepared to spook. Mm. You'll get real spook. <laughs> all right, go ahead, my dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's Archie. Um, this is Archie and Sabrina, part four of five, but it's Archie comic number 708. <laughs> um, Archie and Sabrina are still keeping their relationship secret. Um, they keep meeting in the woods, which is where they had met the first time. That's where they like go on dates and stuff. Um, Sabrina has like a connection to the woods. Uh, she realizes that something bad is going to happen. Oh, Megatron too. In the woods. Yeah, he's like, fuck those woods. <laughs> Um, she realizes something bad is going to happen. Um, so while they're doing that, it, you know, Betty is working on a way to save the forest, essentially, because she discovers that someone's going to be building in the forest. That someone, believe it or not, is Veronica Large. (laughs) She's like, you know, a way to bring in revenue and stuff is to build, I think she says like a mall or something like that. So they're all different moving pieces of this weird forest puzzle and then meanwhile Jughead and Reggie are trying to still solve the disappearance of Reggie's father which is all these stories are obviously going to tie in with one another but it's just very confusing um the art is kind of back to normal in this one all right it's uh way better less cartoony than the last few which I feel like is fine yeah just not not for you not for me this this is way better though this this made me feel a lot better about like continuing to read it um i don't know what was going on with the last few and i feel bad for saying that like oh i just didn't enjoy it because it wasn't bad it was just i don't know why they switched it up i don't know but yeah archie and sabrina if you like witches and dumb redheads you should probably read it (laughs) fucking idiots (laughs) yeah uh so i have I wish this thing would just not be a pain in the ass. Is it me? No, it's not you. It's just this. Uh, It's not Aquaman. So Aquaman is what I have next. This is issue number 53. And this just kind of Black Manta finally shows up. So you had the last few issues where they were moving people into Amnesty Bay, the sea gods. They had a big monster attack them. Somebody died. And then this other one. This Which one? This one. Oh. Uh, and then you have this big sea monster attacking them, and then one of the guy who lived in the lighthouse that everybody thought was dead is not dead, and he shows up. And this issue just deals with him being there. Okay. There's just a lot going on. 
and the man is not quite what he seems, and he just, like, talks about how he's a good man, and Aquaman's like, good men can do, like, bad things, and they just have to take responsibility for it. So, Mera and Aquaman do not call each other. God damn it. But she shows up. Okay, it's better than nothing, I suppose. (laughs) So... That's how it kind of ends. Black Manta shows up, and then shit's shit's about to get wild. Maybe Henrietta's too close to it. <laughs> Did that work? Damn it. No, it's still... It's still just like, yeah, on the back. All right. Well, I'll just keep talking. Um, so this is issue number three of Titan's Burning Rage. I feel like I kind of have an idea of what's going on now. Oh, yeah. Um, the Titans are fighting the bad group. I can never remember his name. I'm so sorry, but I don't want to look through it right now to figure it out. The bad guy pretty much, uh, placed bombs all over San Francisco to release some sort of poison that will help them control the world. Um, so they have to get rid of all these bombs. When they do that, they realize it was just a distraction. The real thing's happening somewhere else, of Duh. course. So they team up with uh, the all, the group of bad guys who, in the previous issue, were they were all fighting against each other, but they all team up to take down this one person, um, which is exactly what they do. They do a really good job, um, and... <laughs> proud of them. I know. I'm very proud of them. There's like a moment in here where uh, Beast Boy takes all of the bombs into the bottom of the ocean and then it explodes and they're all like, did he just die? And Robin's like, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> we can figure it out later. We'll deal with it later. We'll mourn our friend at a yeah, different time. Yeah, it was, it was wild because like Starfire's just like, what? We just can't like keep going. Like Garfield just died. And he's like, eh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Totally Robin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... <laughs> um, they they finally get rid of the bad guy, discover that something else is going on, and they plan to track her into, you know, the bad guy. But, you know, there's more to it than that. It's continuing. Next issue is Hawk and Dove. Uh, Beast Boy does survive, though, and the second he comes back, he's like, let's go get pizza, guys, which is classic Beast Boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You thought I was dead, but here I yeah. am. And then he explains, like, how he didn't die, and it's really funny. <laughs> but I won't spoil it, because I want you guys to read it, because I'm probably the only person who thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody might. Yeah. He just turned into a bunch of sea animals, and then he's, like, at one point turned into a clam and just burrowed real deep. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about Batman. This is issue 81. Some Batman shit, dude. There's a lot of a lot of information in here. Does Batman come out every other week? Yeah. Okay. I, for the most part. For some reason... There's like, been, like, breaks and such. Okay. But for the most part, yeah. There's, like... I feel like there's a level of this going on, and I don't know if I'm, like... I feel like this is too intense and too real to actually be what's happening... And that there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. Or if it's actually going on. I don't know if I'm just like overthinking it like I do with life in general. But it's it just... Your anxiety talking. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be what's happening. What? What? <laughs> but I just... I don't... I just, there just seems to be something like hidden beneath the surface on like both sides. And I feel like that's just how this whole like run has gone where it's... 
I feel like this whole time, like, Batman's, like, just lost. And you kind of feel like there has to be a different layer to this right now because it's just, like, it can't, can't just can't keep losing. Right. I mean, he can, I guess. <laughs> Maybe he'll finally just give up. <laughs> Fuck it. I wasn't made for this life. <laughs> That's, like, what the Bat and Cat series is. It's just 12 issues of them on, like, vacation. Exactly, like, a couple issues within this run. Yeah. The one where they're on the beach. I guess they're, like, retraining in that. I did, I did read that one, where it's, like, every other page is, like, are we going to kiss? No. We're not. <laughs> I don't want to. And then they finally do. It's like, okay, so you wasted, like, an entire book pretending that you were, like, going to kiss, and then you finally did. Just do it. Just get it over with. Like, I we mean, get it. You have conflicting feelings, but you obviously want to kiss. Isn't that the point? I mean, I guess if they're, like, into playing with each other, then they can do that. I think that's, yeah, like, they always kind of have. Yeah, but at this point, as as a reader of that one issue, I'm like, just, <laughs> just do it. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. But, but I think that was the issue where I was like, yeah, they talk a lot about their feelings. Yeah, I did read that one. I think it was that one. Oh, gosh. I think he's barking at the cat. Oh, I was like, I think he's upset about this, too. <laughs> He is mad about a cat. Yeah, that's that's true. I guess that is true. Tom King's stories never really do end on like happy notes. I know I just haven't been reading Batman except for that like one issue, so I'm not sure like what what's supposed to be happening with them. I just had read that one and it was very frustrating. I don't I don't know. I think I have to go back and read it. Maybe I'll have like a better understanding of their relationship cuz I read that one and then the one before they had like gotten married. So I don't know. I was answering Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, what's happening right yeah, now? That's no. real. Megatron was literally barking at a cat out back, so Okay. Sorry everybody. <laughs> That's a mission. Yeah, you know how it goes. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, Batman. So he has four issues left of that, right? Yes. Okay. And then he's doing the Cat Bat series. Yep. Okay. Cool. So I'm excited, but also just like, what the fuck's going to happen? What else can he do with that relationship is what I want to know. Like, they almost got married. They didn't. They're kind of back together. They're not. They want to kiss. They don't. They do. They don't. Like, I. what else... What else? Fight crime. Can If they don't do it on a jet ski, I don't care. <laughs> All right, Tom King, you heard it here first. They better do it on a jet ski. Uh, you know what I mean by doing it, right? Not fighting evil. I want them to bang on a jet ski, and then I'll yeah, be interested yeah, in the series. No, I, I okay. wasn't imagining, like, some James Bond moment on jet skis. I mean, I want that, too. <laughs> but Or, like... In Indiana Jones, when they're on the boat and they just like go like between the two boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can deal with all of this. Okay, so okay. all right, sorry. <laughs> Let's go. We're back. Okay, so we have once in future issue number three. Um, hold on. What did Kyle say? Kyle said there's a lot of rules to writing Batman. I think jet ski jet ski sex is okay. Yes, yes, yes. I agree, and I need it to happen. I want, I want to see it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, this is Once in Future, number three. 
Um, the boy and his grandma recruit the boy's girlfriend because she's smart. It's, it's his de- date. Oh, it's not actually his girlfriend? Yeah, not yet. Okay. It was his date at the beginning. It was just his yeah. date. Okay. For some reason, I thought they were, like, actually dating and she, yeah, was mad. No, I think it was, like, their very first date. Okay. He Sorry. Re- he recruits, recruits their, uh, her, his potential girlfriend. Which I think after this, she'll want to date him for sure. Yeah. Ooh, feisty grandma. <laughs> yeah, feisty grandma. Uh, I love the grandma so much. Yeah, she she's is. the best thing in the world. She's fantastic. She's carrying around a gun all the time. She's got a sniper. Just she's point, fucking sick. Just points guns in yeah. people's faces constantly. Um, this issue really, uh, they talk a lot about uh, the history of, you know, King Arthur and the sword and what it actually means versus what was actually said. Yeah. So uh, it's it's so good, my guys. It is so good. Yeah, they definitely like put the pieces really well together, mm-hmm. and the art is so bala. Yeah, it's like the art and colors are just so perfect together. Mm-hmm. Man, when they brought out uh, her son, like Galahad, I was like, oof, I wouldn't want to kill him. I'd just bring him to bed. <laughs> Maybe that would kill him. That armor, though, it's so good. You Not could, because it's just the armor is really good. You could learn how to crush people with your thighs, and that's you could kill him that way. He looks like he would be into that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So the 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 main bad guy in the story is the once and future king, <laughs> and yeah. that's uh, what the story is basically focusing on: is the 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 boy and his grandmother are trying to stop, stop him. him. Monster hunters. Yeah. Yeah. More monster hunting. Yeah. It's super good. Um, the weapons, the, the look of everything is really good in this book. I yeah. I love, I, I love it so much and I would, I just want everybody to read it because it is really well done mm-hmm. on all, all the levels. Like it's just like a super solid book. And there is only going to be six issues. Yeah. And, six. But then I also saw it was supposed to be ongoing as well, but I'm not sure about that. Well, see, and that's where I got confused because it was supposed to be three originally. And then I said, saw it was ongoing, and then it said six. So I wonder if that's ongoing for them? Six issues? <laughs> I don't know. We'll research this a little more, and we'll figure it out. But yeah, Once in Future is so good. Right now, it's six issues, so we're about halfway through. <laughs> so it's uh, worth reading. Oh, worth for sure. picking up. Yeah, because again, the art and the colors, just so good. Dan Moore does an incredible job of like creating these human... I can't even look at that page anymore. <laughs> Oh, makes me want to get a jet ski. (laughs) Jesus. I don't know any types of jet skis. Otherwise, I would say that this episode's sponsored by some sort of. I have never ridden on a jet ski in my life. I am terrified of jet skis. But I got to tell you this. Uh, A few weeks ago, this artist called Contravoid, he put out a music video for his new track or whatever. And it's him riding around on a jet ski, and it's incredible. I think I talked about this before. I, I feel like you Yeah, did. but the day that that was put out was also the same day that Charlie XCX put out her new video, where it was also featured on a jet ski. So, I mean, jet skis have made an appearance in our podcast before, so it's going to keep happening. We need a jet ski. It's almost winter, but let's get a jet ski. Summer somewhere. <laughs> Talk about your right. damn book. Okay. Um, so I have not read this yet uh, because it's a real big book. This is the uh, Critical Role Vox Machina Origins Trade Paperback Number 1. This is a lot to read, so I, I just haven't started this yet. Um, 
I am currently reading the series two, which is about Grog's origins. So I assume this has something to do with one of the others' origins. Uh, they got the same writer, obviously Matthew Mercer, who is the dungeon master for the Critical Role group. Great at building stories. Uh, he writes this, and it has the, like the same artists and stuff on it as awesome. the other series. So it's it's really solid. <laughs> it's a solid book. book. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited to get into this. <laughs> so here it is. <laughs> All right. So I have one of my favorite books right now. <laughs> it's uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy, or here, Timmy Olsen. <laughs> he's so silly. Yeah, he's so great. I love him. He's so very cute. And I, I want to hug him and kiss him and protect him because he's wonderful. And dumb as hell <laughs> i mean i feel like he's smart but also just like fairly oblivious yeah but in this issue he's in gotham still trying to hide out but he's taken up over this persona of like blogger timmy olsen i think <laughs> olsen something like yeah yeah timmy olsen just timmy olsen blogger timmy olsen and he's just like kind of a dick mm-hmm. just doing asshole things and he feels like Dr. Fate's helmet with, like, bees. Oh, God. That's a death sentence. Yeah, he goes, good lord, my allergies. I laughed way too hard, and I know I shouldn't have, but I did. It happens. It's me whenever a bee comes near me. (laughs) So he's basically trying to get Lois Lane to help him figure out who's trying to kill him. And he has a, a crazy wall, so to speak, like a Charlie Kelly, like... It's one of my favorite parts of this book. I, he's, like, going across the wall and kind of pointing out all of the his major points. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just so lovely. I love I love it so much. Yeah, oh, that's incredible. Yeah, it's just a really... Like I said, this book is just super cute, super enjoyable, and I, I laugh every time. It just looks really cute. And he's just been pranking the fuck out of Batman. Just, like... It's 12 issues, right? It's 12 issues. Okay, I'm going to have to get that trade because every time you talk about it, it makes me want to pick it up. And then I always just imagine that, like, I think the cover for the last one where he's, like, naked and, like... Yeah. Well, and I love, like, the (laughs) next issue coming up where he's just, like, in Batman's, like, armor, like, peeking out. It's just... I'm so glad I started reading this. I just have never, like... It's hard to explain. It's just like I feel so warm and fuzzy when I'm reading it because I just know that I'm like, I'm having a good time. So, you know how I feel about redheads. Yes. Okay. Apparently. Um, which, no, it's not a bad thing. I realize how that said without any context. Um, there's that weird thing that people say that like redheads have no souls or whatever. Yeah. I completely disagree. Every single redhead that's been in like a comic book, a video game, has been so silly and goofy, and I just love them so much, and I love that, like, when people say that about redheads, because I feel like that's way more accurate. Yeah. Because every single redhead that, like, I have been in love with, and, like, I'm not even kidding, Dragon Age, the first Dragon Age game, Alistair Theron, redhead, (laughs) silly as fuck, I love him. He is one of my favorite video game characters in the entire world. And then, like, Jimmy Olsen whatever Archie I was like whatever his name is Archie that man with the red hair in the comic book I'm reading every single one that I've like read about I've loved just because they're so funny and just goofy and they I just feel like that makes them more realistic than like yeah redheads have no souls fuck you yes they do they have better (laughs) souls than you do 
Man, I didn't realize you were going to get on a redhead soapbox just now. I love redheads. <laughs> Damn, Sorry. Dude. I, now I, feel I know like, your stance. I feel like they don't get enough credit. And that's why I love like this. I, I almost want to call it like a new wave of redheads is because they're just so funny. Uh, and they're so good. Love it. Sorry, I have a lot of redheaded friends and like growing up with them, they always got picked on for being redheads and... I, I have a soft spot for them, and I just love them. That's sorry. Now you guys all know how I feel about redheads. It <laughs> had to happen sooner or later. All right. Well, on a different sort of redhead, I guess. Yeah. That's Here's a- X Men. <laughs> this is uh, issue number one. This is a Hickman joint. <laughs> and this kind of just takes off. And lets you know the direction it's going after House and Powers. Mm-hmm. At least this main X-Men line or title. Um, I feel like, what did, what were we just talking about? Like, each issue is going to kind of focus on someone different. I well, feel yeah, like but while, I, I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, that's what it seems like anyway. Because um, this issue, without, like, spoiling... Sp- spoiling? Why can't I? Spoiling. I went on that redhead rant, and now I, like, can't talk. <laughs> um... Oh. It focuses mostly on, like, the Summers family and their place in, like, Krakoa and stuff. Uh, it's more lighthearted, I guess. Or not necessarily lighthearted, yeah. but it's it's more... I don't know the proper term for it. It's not as heavy as, like, the House of X and I would say, like, 10. it's not as dense. Yeah. There's not as, like, much information flowing at you. Uh I was talking to someone earlier, and they they brought up a really good point of it, like having really good character development. Yeah, which is exact. Yeah, and so that was that's exactly what you get from this. It's just like you get more of an idea of like who Cyclops is in this round, and like what he's what what it is happening, and how it's affected him, and how he it's kind of changed his worldview towards like his family, his life, and like what he wants to do. That's a really yeah that sums it up perfectly. Because I feel like House and Powers dealt with, like, the world they lived in, the situation and stuff, and less on the people themselves. And I feel like this is going to get into, like, them. Yeah. Which is awesome. I th- I'm really excited to, to read more issues and hopefully see Nightcrawler. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just I just have to bring this up since I know the, inter- the rest of the internet also noticed. Because when I read this last night... I don't know if you looked at like the room setup at all at the very end where they talked about the summer's residence. No. But they have a layout of the rooms and it's just, you know, they're really going for this Scott, Jean, Wolverine, polyamory thing, mm-hmm. which is chill, whatever, dudes. Uh, but all of the rooms like yep. aren't connected by any means, but except they, for theirs. They, except for theirs. So, I don't know, man. I'm chill with it. It's just really kind of, it was one of those things that made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, I didn't even notice that because I didn't care about the rooms. I was focusing more on, like, this area, and I was like, yeah, cool. Rooms. Next. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I really love that sort of stuff, so I was like, ooh, what, yeah. what is the room layout here? Why do I care about this? And then I was like, but then also there's the empty rooms that, you know, kind of allude to extra summers children possibly oh really because i immediately was like all right two empty rooms there's definitely room for kurt wagner in there but (laughs) where is he wolverine's best friend why wouldn't he be there i'm i'm sorry i'm but yeah i i was really i love like 
that sort of dynamic and setting that up. And I feel like with Hickman, he never like kind of willy nilly puts includes like that stuff. Yeah, there's like, always something some, behind it. Yeah, so I don't know. That's good. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm strangely excited for X Men. It's dumb. Yeah, that we had that conversation yeah. yesterday about like which one are you most excited about, which. Is something that I ask Champ every week as we're like putting comics out. Like, is there a comic you're really excited about this week? And we are both like, X Men. For some reason, we're both really excited yeah. about X Men. I don't know. I think it's just this idea of like, I don't know, House and Powers were so dynamic and so like well done that you just want to see what else can be done mm-hmm. and ha- see it done well and to enjoy like a stuff like enjoy such a mainstream comic so much is like in my personal opinion fairly rare for me like yeah same i mean i honestly think that aside from thor x-men were the only ones that i was like i I didn't even get on like all the series it was just like random ones that i would pick up every now and then like i loved x-men red but didn't read any of the other colors yeah um but yeah x-men is like the only one that i'm always like all right let's check this out let's see what it's all about and it's usually a miss for me. Yeah. But, like, yeah, this has been a big hit. So, yeah, I'm excited to see all the other books and what they do, and, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know what my favorite part about this book is? I'll say, I'll say Chris's joke. Okay. Please. All the really good feet. <laughs> the feet are so great in House and Powers. And I don't know if I saw feet in this specific issue, but I'm sure they'll be good. <laughs> I, I was going to tell you my favorite part, but now I don't even want to because yours is, like, the best. No, you have to tell me your it favorite part. It was just, part. all these apes have PhDs. Like, that's still... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, we did it. We concluded Wednesday. Yeah, that was it, guys. We, um, hope, we hope you uh, go buy comics. How many rants did I go on this time? Three? I think at least two. Two? Three? I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I guess the bat cat, the jet ski... The jet ski, and then the redhead. So, four. Fuck. <laughs> All right. As you can tell, I'm feeling much better this week. Um, I had some pre-workout. Got the tingles. I am ready to now go to work. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you. Thank you for watching, as always. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends. Read comics. There we go. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I don't know why, but, like... Pulling the headphones out after a good session just feels so fulfilling. It's like <laughs> nutting all over someone's back. <laughs> like when you're finished, you're like, oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> you know? I do. I'm really glad that my, I have that now. <laughs> Forever and ever.